Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. Brian Hirsch, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. Brian, you know, I, I often, you, you walk in here, you're all smiles. When you walk in here and you're stressed, I also get stressed. Today, I'm getting those vibes from you. The first thing you said to me was, did you see the rand? Yeah, Cathy, let let me tell you, I'm stressed because we know how the problems of the country. We know the difficulty that so many people don't have sufficient to survive. We're going to see at this level, 1710, 1712, that's an enormous increase to the price of the dollar. We haven't seen the oil price come down very much, although fears of re- of, of a recession have brought the dollars down back to the 105. Still at those levels, that dollar can change. We know interest rates in the United States are going up on the 25th. We know interest rates in South Africa are going up. And this is a struggle because just for petrol, I mean, you were making the comment mm. when we were talking that there are many South Africans who are wondering whether they should even be working because the cost of transport. I never thought about it in that context, that if you're catching two taxis uh, into work and out of work, you're talking about four fares. You're talking about anything up to 110, 120 rand. If you're talking 20 working days a month, you're talking two and a half thousand going on petrol. This stresses me up enormously mm-hmm. because, I mean, where are we going as a, as a South African? How are we going to help individuals? We were talking about the ESKIM requirements of uh, um, of an increase. We're talking about higher inflation. And these these put enormous amount of strain. We talked, I've spoken about the bill that's probably going to be passed where individuals, and I repeat, it hasn't been passed, where there's discussion about individuals being allowed to borrow from their pension funds. These are individuals who can put food on the table because they're in employment and they need to borrow. We're talking about the the, the youngers, youngsters in pension funds don't have much money because they haven't contributed long enough. We talk about the older individuals, the older individuals who are then going to be borrowing. What is the impact on their retirement? Mm. And we just talk about the world population. I heard figures yesterday that by the end of this year, there are 8 billion people and by 2030, we're talking about 8.5 billion and then just in amount and we see what's going on in the world I mean the world is so confused and I always keep saying if you're confused you're thinking straight because no one can understand exactly what's going on you know in the last in the last uh, four months all the leaders the lead, the main leaders of the world have left you've got Biden now in charge you've Trump out you've had uh, Johnson out you've had Merkel uh, Macron has got is uh, a lame duck uh, um, all across the world, you're seeing leaders change. So, so leaders with different strategies and, and so a lot of confusion. So when you say, I look stressed, I've, I, I feel stressed about what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. I'm load shedding doesn't help. Traffic doesn't help. You know, there, there's, there, and I try, I'm, I'm a guy that always looks at the bottle half full. But I just see people's faces. I don't see people smiling. Mm-hmm. People are really struggling. Uh, you know, education, healthcare, all these things. Um, so I didn't know that I'm actually bringing in uh, um, negative vibes and stressed vibes. Well, well into the I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's negative vibes, Brian. I just, I, I was just, you know, I just picked up on it because usually Amazing. you're very kind of chirpy, 
That's why I call you a ray of sunshine. But today, I think today there's a cloud. Okay, well, thank <laughs> you. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes you, you, you need someone to point that out to you mm. so that you can just get your thinking straight. But, I mean, so often, you know, people are feeling feeling stressed. And mm. uh, I, I know this morning we had quite a few stressful things in our own office. But I must tell you, I didn't know I was carrying it on my shoulders. Thank you. <laughs> so now I'm going to tell you. I'm opening the window. I'm opening the curtains. It's a beautiful day. Blue skies. Uh, and uh, the subject we're going to talk about now over the next three sessions mm. is about retirement. Absolutely. And, you know, we couldn't be talking about it at, at a more important time um, because, again, we know just the difficulties that pensioners have been facing um, during this period as well. And um, it's something that we all have to try and be as best prepared for as we can. And I think it will also help, especially if people are now going to have you know that leeway to tap into some of their pension funds because you you want to do that but be mindful of what the implications for that in the future are going to be difficult to do that because when you put need to put bread on the table and you need to do certain things very difficult to think ahead mm. I mean I mean you talk to someone starting work at 25 and you tell them to start planning for retirement 40 years time they've been working maybe at a university they've been working two or three years and you're talking about 40 years time I mean you, it's difficult to get that in your head mm. but l- let me just make the comments about retirement it's very different about pensioner because a pensioner is someone who's in retirement. Someone saving for retirement will ultimately become a pensioner. And those pensioners have struggled over the last few years because, like everyone else, inflation has been high. They haven't had debt, so they haven't had the advantage of lower interest rates, which are now rising. They've had the living costs, the food, the petrol, all the things that go with living, and they've had very low interest rates. So for pensioners, it really has been a struggle. And many of our listeners are pensioners at this particular time in the morning, and they, they, they they are struggling to come out. Fortunately, interest rates have moved up. I saw yesterday that government bonds, government retail bonds for five years are paying 10.5%. Now, that is well above inflation. And certainly, if you're an individual that's not paying a lot of tax, because remember, any interest you earn is taxable. And if you're over 65, anything above 34,500 is taxable. The first 34,500 is tax-free. You can get in a five-year government bond 10.5%. And if you're not paying much tax, 10.5 gross is equivalent to 10.5 net. That's an excellent return because you're beating inflation by a few percent. A five-year, a three-year government bonds paying around about, I think, 9.5 and a two-year government bond, 8.75. So you need to be looking at those things. You need to be looking at ways of improving your income without taking on much risk. But for those in retirement, there are three components you need to be aware of. The first component is the build-up. How much are you saving? How much are your current investments? How much will those current investments be worth at, say, a given retirement age, let's say 65? So if you're a 35-year-old, you've already put some money away, you've already got money in a pension or provident fund, what will that money be worth from at today's value? So working out, I've got so far saved X, and what will that be worth at age 65? Then you need to ask yourself, I'm still going to be contributing between now and 65, Mm. and that's going to be 
contributed on a monthly basis. I'm going to have other investments. What is that going to be working? That's going to give you a number. So your first objective is getting that number. And how do you get that number? You really need to talk to someone who is a financial planner who can help you work out those numbers. So I'm saving money. I've got 50000 saved. I'm still contributing 800 to pension fund. I'm putting 400 into unit trust. I'm putting 600 into endowment. I'm going to escalate that by 10 or 12% a year. How much will that be worth at age 65 when I retire? Now, that's only a number. And remember, that number at 65 is going to be a very different, have a different feel to a number today. If I tell you you're going to have a million rand today, that's one thing. If I tell you you're going to have a million rand in 30 years' time at age 65, a million rand at age 65, 30 years' time is probably worth about 250,000. Mm. So that's why when you're saving for retirement, you need to be in growth assets. You know, when you look short term, if you look at any graph short term and you see which, in particularly the last year or two, and you see which assets have performed better, Certainly, money market instruments have uh, performed better than growth assets. But as you, your time period expands, the growth assets move to the top. So you need to know that's a number. That's the first stage. And you can't do that on your own. You can't work out yourself if I'm contributing 500 rand a month and I'm escalating it every year by 7 or 8 or 10%, what will it be? And remember, you've always got to take into account that if you tap into any of these long-term investments, then obviously the number will be different. So the first exercise mm-hmm. that you need to do is get someone to help you calculate what that number will look like. I must tell you, I got an, I got an email from F. FMB. Unbelievable email, really. And I'd just like to share this with you. It talks about if you want to have 6 million rand at age 65, if you start at age 20, you'll need to contribute 1,700 rand. If you start at age 30, you'll need to contribute 4,000 rand a month. Mm-hmm. If you start at age 40, you'll need to contribute 10,000 rand a month. And if you start at age 55, you'll need to contribute 81 thousand rand a month Mm. showing how little you need to contribute in the early days and then they the the second question is if I make a contribution I'm also going to have some investment value so the 20 year old will contribute 824,000 but the investments will grow 5 million rand and a 30 year old will invest 1.4 million and the investments will grow by 4.5 million a 50 year old will have to pay 3.9 million and you will only get 2 million rands worth of investment growth. So the power of compound interest, your money compounds that much more the younger you start. So the message to youngsters is you need, wherever you are today, you've got a pension fund problem, start working out what you've got Mm. and how much you need to contribute to be, have sufficient. Now your second number is I'm going to need income at retirement. So if I'm earning 20,000 Rand today at age 30, just to let you know, at a 6% inflation rate, that means inflation running increases at 6% a year, your salary needs to double every 10 years. So Eskim, they got a 7% increase this year. 7 into 72 is 10. That, That money, their salary would need to double over 10 years just to keep pace with inflation. So if you need 20 today, in 10 years' time, you're going to need 40. In another 10 years, you're going to need 80. Mm. And now at 65, you're going to need 160,000 rand a month. I know it sounds enormous Mm. numbers, but it's all to do with inflation. So, so Brian, here's the difficulty, right? Because um, 
what you are saying about the power of, you know, compound interest. So the sooner you start and you're able to kind of keep that over um, your your entire lifetime, then you reap the full rewards. But does it take into account the bad years? Because we're not always going to have good years, like what we're going through now. There'll be people who would have started maybe saving in their 20s, but their salaries haven't grown at the rate at which, you know, one would have anticipated. They don't have as much money left at the end of the month as one would have anticipated. And so now they're cutting back on some of those savings. What does that do? Kathy, the bad years are the best time to invest. Mm. Anyone who's been investing this this year has been buying their, their growth investment. Because remember, when I talk about retirement, I'm not talking about money market. That's not the place to invest money. And so many people have made that mistake far too conservative. You know, there's an expression, I've used it before, a good general takes you where you want to be where you want to be, Mm -hmm. and a great general takes you where you ought to be. And your financial advisor needs to take you where you ought to be, irrespective that you're going to have fearful years and markets are going to be down. But when markets are down, you're buying units at much lower prices. And I can tell you, 50 out of 51 times in the last 50 years, markets have come down. And 50 out of 51 times, they have recovered to higher levels than they were previously. Why I'm saying 50 out of 51? Because this is the 51st, and markets have not yet recovered. So this six-month period, and in South Africa, much longer. South African investments have been poor for the last five years. Those have not recovered, but they will recover. So you're now buying units. If you were buying units at a rand, you're now buying units at 80 cents and 85 cents and 82 cents. So you're buying at the best possible time because in a long-term time horizon, when markets recover and you've been buying. So the worst time you can disinvest is when markets are down. That's mm. the best time you're investing because you're getting that many more units. But talking about the number, so the first number was I'm going to have so, so much amount of money and the second number is I'm now going to have an amount I'm going to need, which I've just said on 20,000, you're going to need 160. But some of the things are going to fall away at retirement. The first thing that's going to fall away is hopefully you must have a home paid for. Two, you must not have debt at retirement. You must not use your retirement monies to pay off debt. I mean, Yes, if you've got no choice, you must. But that must not be the objective. The third thing is you must do have a good healthcare program. Mm. Then you're also not going to have education costs, hopefully. So you can work out at that stage how much less you will need. And then you take, this is the amount of money I'm going to have. Because remember, I haven't got it today. I'm going to be contributing. This is the amount I'm going to need. Now, how does that correlate? How does that capital give you that income? And that will either give you a shortfall and say, you haven't got enough saved, you're going to have to put more away, even though, and you're going to have to have a program of how much more you put away and when you put it away, and then you're going to have your number, and those two have to correlate. And then there's a formula, which I'll share with with, with listeners, how you do your own calculations. Mm -hmm. But the starting point is, speak to a financial advisor, ask him to do the numbers. Uh, You can't do the numbers, well, some can, but most cannot do it. Speak to a financial advisor, 
yes, if there's the financial advisor is there, if there's opportunity, they'll do business or they'll work with you into the future or your existing financial advisor. All right. We're going to continue with Brian in a moment. I also see that a couple of calls coming through uh, for him on this issue of unit trust. So I will take those calls on the other side of the 1030 News Headlines. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. We continue talking finance with Brian Hirsch. Brian, I want us to uh, continue then on the strain that we've been on, but I quickly want to take Joshua in in Polokwane, who's got a specific question on unit trusts. Joshua, good morning. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning to Brian. My my question is, I I went online and I saw a product uh, uh, with Alan Gray mm-hmm. uh, where you buy unit trust. And the option that I think I can be able to get into is that of a debit order of, of a, a thousand rand a month for over a period of 10 to 15 years. I want to know if this way of buying unit trust over a longer period or this particular way is is a wise move in terms of compound interest. All right, Joshua, I'm just going to ask you just to hold on a sec for me. I'm going to repeat the question uh, to Brian for you. He's just having a bit of uh, of an issue with his headphones. Okay, Lebo, calm okay. down. Lebo, Lebo's making all the noise in the background. That's why it sounds like things are falling apart. Lebo, just calm down. So, so Brian, Joshua says that um, he's uh, been looking at uh, a unit trust offering by Alan Gray. And h- how much did you say that they, you'd need to contribute a per thousand month. Rand a month. Okay, so he says so, he'd so, need to contribute yeah. a thousand rand a month uh, for these unit trusts, and he's asking if, in terms of the the value of the compound um, that you've been talking about, if it's something that will be worthwhile for him to invest in. Firstly, understand it, it is long term. You, you, when you're talking about a thousand rand a month, in five years' time, your first thousand rand will have only have been will have been there for five years. But in three years' time, when you're contributing a thousand rand a month, it'll only have two years to go on a five-year investment. Let me also make the comment: there, Alan Gray is a fantastic company, but you're buying a room, you're buying yourself a home where your money is going to be sitting. You've then got to determine which Alan Gray fund you've got. Going into and Alan Gray have multi number of funds Coronation, Investec, Anchor. All these companies have lots of funds. You've got to determine what type of risk you want to take, how growth orientated you want to be, and you've got to stick with the program. Great time to start investing because you're buying at much lower prices, as I said earlier on uh, when Kathy and I were talking about it. And I think it's the right thing to do. Hundred thousand rand or whatever you can. You know, one thing about a unit trust as compared to an endowment policy, an endowment policy you can go into unit trust, but you've got to go for a minimum of five years. And there are penalties if you come out before or stop before. With a unit trust, if you can't afford to pay the thousand rand next month, you don't have to. So Great, great way to save money in a growth investment, uh, certainly in an Allen Gray fund that has offshore. You want the components of both onshore off and offshore, and you want the components very much of a, of a growth type portfolio. Get advice on that, and yeah, great, great investment. No, I'm, I'm happy. Thank you very much. Thanks, Joshua. 
All right, fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for that, Joshua. I certainly hope that um, it was able to help you out, Brian. Sorry about um, that that issue with, with <laughs> um, the headphones. I'm now loaded. <laughs> yeah, thank you for. Sorry about that issue with with the headphones. Um, I've got a couple of more questions, but I think we must uh, continue with 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 what we're talking about in terms of uh, the key questions that we need to be asking where um, where retirement is concerned. And I imagine that something like the unit trust that Joshua was asking about are also co- uh, significant contributors to what one might have at the time that they retire. Yes, your, your, your ultimate investment fund that you're going to need to retire is going to be made up of investment properties, any investment properties you've got. Remember, a lifestyle property is not an investment property unless you believe that you can downgrade and that property and come well, out what's, with some what, cash. What's considered a lifestyle property? It's where you live. Okay. Where, you, where it costs you money. You're not, you've actually got to pay for rates and taxes, electricity, water, repairs, maintenance. An investment property is where you're renting it out and you've got to understand you know, the, 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 the dangers of an investment property. But that's going to make up ultimately your retirement plan. You're going to have pension or provident fund. You're going to have retirement annuities. You're going to have tax-free savings, you're going to have unit trusts, you could have endowment policies, and you could have savings. So that's why I'm saying a lot of that is going to ultimately make up that pot that's going to provide you with retirement. And that's why someone needs to help you. Not It's easy enough to get a number from a company, what's the value of my fund? Let's say my value, get from your company value of your retirement fund, my pension fund withdrawal benefit at the moment is 35,000 rand. But what is that going to be worth at 65? Because you're going to be Mm -hmm. making contributions. You're going to be getting salary increases. And those salary increases are going to to contribute more to the fund. And if you leave the company, hopefully you're going to preserve that money and not take it, which means you're going to go put it into your own little retirement fund. That's got to be calculated as well. Whereas there, there'll be no future premiums. So it's quite complicated calculations. But get that done. Because as soon as you get that done, you can see if there's a shortfall. And in some cases, younger people will find, because you don't have to save as much. Younger person in their 20s up to 30s doesn't have to save more than 10 to 12 percent of their takeaway, of their of their savings to create a good retirement pot. As long as they mm-hmm. increase that savings by a rate of inflation and increase it by a rate of your increase in earnings. So there are two components. You mustn't just increase it by a rate of inflation because mm-hmm. you're standing still. But as your salary goes up, you must increase accordingly. Uh, if, you're saving, mm-hmm. if you're saving 10% on 20000 now, let's say that's 2000 and your salary goes to 30000 if you're saving 3000 you are saving more, but you haven't really hedged against inflation because all you, your salary has given you that hedge. So, 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 so the trick then, Brian, really is to start as early as as one can, because it sounds to me that in in the long run, th- there's no way of actually making it up. That even if you t- try and put away more as you get older, you simply won't derive th- the full benefit of of that. But I'm also listening to you know the the the, the diversification that you're talking about. I mean, it sounds like a lot. Um, you know, savings account, you're talking about retirement annuities, endowment plans. It all sounds like a lot. Can't you give give us like two top two things? Why must why why must we need more than that? Because because if you're an employee of a company, you've got a pension or provident fund. Mm. 
to, you're not put con- that's not enough contribution, so you're going to buy a retirement annuity. Then you're going to want other savings because you may need cash at certain times in your life. So you don't want to be locked into retirement to age 55, and you're not going to put it all in those products. Your, your, your ultimate investments can be very similar. If you're a growth-orientated person, a lot of your investments are going to be in equities, but you want diversified equities. You don't want all the equities to be the same. For example, you can be in a technology fund, you can be in a financial fund, you can be in a resource fund, you can be in property funds. So all these things coming together gives you that diversification. I mean, diversification ultimately is the secret. I mean, over the last year, equity markets and property markets have been a nightmare, but money market funds, government bonds have all done well. So you're going to actually have a spread of assets. So it it sounds complicated, but it's only giving you that diversification, not putting all, all your eggs in one basket. All right. Brian, I know that we're going to pick up on uh, this conversation again next week. We're going to be dealing with it for the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Let's talk about how people can get in touch with you. Okay, 011-880-4888. Again, please leave all your numbers, which area you're phoning from, because when I do call back to answer a question, if I can't get hold of you, I can't pass your name on to someone in your area to contact you to answer your question. Fantastic. Brian, always a pleasure being in conversation with you. So really uh, starting the conversation around uh, retirement, what do you need to be uh, keeping in mind, how you need to be planning. And again, for me, it always begins with the example of the 25-year-old who's having to put away 800 rand, um, who's going to end up with a substantially really good at retirement versus somebody who starts in their 30s and has to put away like... Three thousand rand, you said, Brian. Yeah, and someone and someone that's, in their, that's over triple, over some, triple. And, what and, the and someone in, and someone to. in their forties who has to put away. I'm just just getting back to my numbers, but someone in the forties um, who's got to be putting away. I don't know what happened to the piece of paper, but I've got it. But I'll give it again next week. No, that, that's not a problem. But either way, the, the moral of the no, story. Sorry, forties, ten thousand rand. That's impossible. A twenty-year-old has to put seventeen hundred rand away. A thirty-year-old four thousand. A forty-year-old ten thousand. And a fifty-five-year eighty-one thousand rand. So the sooner you are able to start saving for retirement, then the better. I think is the moral of the story. Brian, we'll see you again next week, you, Tuesday. Kathy, you take care. Have a lovely weekend. Enjoy Good the week rest of your day, a Brian. Good week to our listeners. All right.